This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Welcome back. Here we go. Another interview time. You got Ked. Ked here, your host. And we also are with BizDev. BizDev, say what up. What's going on? Finding grinding in the corners, the analytics, this podcast. Attaboy. Good I appreciate day. that. And we have a big pod today. We have a former national champion, uh, Anthony Day, Yale. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that school. It's pretty decent. Uh, I didn't get in. Uh, but he's hopping on the podcast. We're going to talk a little national championship. We're going to talk uh, Puck Knob, his uh, business he's got going on. So, Anthony, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? What's up, fellas? Happy, I think it's Wednesday. Um, so weird now. Interesting times to live in, but it's awesome to be here. No, thank, thanks for hopping on, dude. So, like, we, we've we seen your stuff for a while, uh, and it's been pretty cool, and we, we didn't even know that you played at Yale. So, like, before we even get into all, all the, I guess, extracurriculars you got going on, what was it like playing D1 hockey, dude? Isn't it, like, what was your favorite part? Was it the girls, as Ralph Cox would say? <laughs> Um, what was my favorite part? You know, honestly, my favorite part was walking to like a home game Friday night at like 4:30. You know, I like usually get there at like five, but that like walk to the rink, knowing that like in two hours there's gonna be 4,500 people watching. You know, like that was probably like, I mean, we it was an amazing time to be a Yale hockey player. You know, like I stepped on campus, they're the number one team in the country, so it wasn't. You know, I went there and then we just got it going. You know, I was recruited and. And, you know, the years before I got there, you know, they were legitimate contenders. They lost in the Elite Eight back-to-back years to the champions of those two years. Um, so they really had a lot of guys hungry for it. And, and, you know, our class, we show up on campus, and I'll never forget it. You know, one of my my classmates, eventual captain, you know, we, we go and meet the, the captain our freshman year. And, you know, these guys are talking about winning a national championship. And, you know, yeah, sure. That, that was my goal my whole life. You know, I wasn't a big, like, I'm going to go play in the NHL guy. I was a big, like, I want to go play college hockey and win a national championship. So, like, within the first day of that's the expectation, it was sort of just a total wild experience. But, you know, it was, um, it's a special place to go to school. And it, it's really a special place to do something for the first time at, right? I mean, that school's older than the country. And they never won you know, any sort of team title like that, um, you know, division one national championship. So, um, you know, the banner will be there forever. And, you know, we can talk for hours about playing hockey there, but again, if what was my favorite part, sure. The extracurriculars were great. It was a great campus, great people. Um, but walking to the rink, just getting ready for, you know, seven o'clock and people, you know, all your classmates and they're just going to walk, you know, maybe a few blocks and, and watch you guys play hockey. So that was always my kind of favorite part of, of playing there. And obviously the 
the championship run, which I bet we'll get into, was was a wild experience. But yeah, going and playing home games in front of a sold out crowd on a consistent basis is is something you know to not take for granted because you go on the road and it's just not the same thing. So to have that every night at home was just just gas on the fire. Did, now, did you have other schools that you were interested in going to, or was it, or was it, yeah, yeah. like what, what yeah. were other schools like? What 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 sure. did Yale do that kind of like separated everything? Like, was it a no brainer or was it a tough choice? It's kind of a no brainer, but you know, I'll back up just a little bit. So I, I played in the USHL for two years. You know, that first year, you know, I kind of, I want to say I, was, I wasn't really known, but in that, in terms of that league and, you know, the, the, the types of players there, like I was unknown when I first got in there. I had a great, you know, first half for a guy that was like 150 pounds. And, you know, by the end of that first year, you know, I probably was talking to, you know, over 10 schools. You know, I went through all my visits um, you know, New Hampshire, you know, BC, uh, Nebraska, Omaha, Michigan State, you know, there was a lot of schools, Northeastern, that I was talking to, and I, I you know, I, I, Yale was always there, but the thing in my mind was getting in, right, like, you know, you hear about it, you know, of course, like, great, like, can I get in, um, and at that moment, they were number one in the country, like I mentioned, so it wasn't like I had to choose between, you know, a great education, right. but shit hockey, Right. It wasn't that it was, you know, this is the best team in the country and it's Yale University. So, (laughs) you know, once I knew I could get in, that's when it became a no brainer. Um, And, you know, I'm a Buffalo, New York guy, you know, New Haven, Connecticut. It's six hours. It's it's totally reasonable. My parents are, you know, they're grinders on the road. That's nothing for them. That's it. So once I once I knew I was going to get in, you know, that's when it was like the no brainer. So. I committed in that summer in between my, my USHL years. Oh man. I can't even imagine the feeling to, to, to like do something like that, even to like go on all those visits and like really just take in like what college hockey is about to offer you. And then you, you get out there and you grind and then you end up winning a national championship. I'm looking at the roster here. Kenny Agostino, solid player, Rob O'Gara. He was on the Rangers for a little bit, I think last year or the yep. year before uh, you guys definitely had some good players. So the one thing that is just absolutely monumental about you guys winning this national championship, you guys came in as a 15 seed and you be the third rank, the second rank, and then the number one team in the nation. I don't know if that's ever been done. That's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Dude, tell us about the ride to a daddy ship. Yeah. So again, just back up like a week, you know, we were a complete bubble team, like a hundred percent, you know, we, we had a great season and just kind of hit a wall where we lost like four games in a row. And when you lose four games in a row and like that pairwise, like it really sort of throws everything into a little bit of loop. And now, you know, we had a bad conference tournament, so we didn't get the auto bid. And now you're, you're essentially sitting on your hands, hoping, you know, the Atlantic hockey doesn't steal a bid or at this moment, the CCHA, which doesn't exist, but um, it was Michigan Notre Dame on that Sunday afternoon CCHA CCHA title game, and if Michigan won, they would have stole our bid. So the whole team in New Haven, it's like a one o'clock game, like the selections, you know, whatever, eight o'clock that night. The whole team's together at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hell yeah! It's, <laughs> it's Michigan Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins like it was one nothing or two one. 
So at that moment, we're like, all right, we, 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 we know we're in because it's just math. And like, you know, but obviously you still want to wait and see like, you know, who the one seeds are, where are the locations, where you're going, when you plan. So, you know, fast forward six hours, we're all at the hockey house and, you know, we see, you know, obviously we're the 15 seed, you know, the last auto bid. And, um, you know, we see we're, we're going to Grand Rapids to play Minnesota, who was this two overall, you know, I mean, Nick Bustad, you know, Nate Schmidt, Eric Halla, pretty good. good. So, so, you know, Sunday, that's Sunday, that's Sunday night. And, um, you know, Friday, we had a Friday afternoon game in Grand Rapids. So, you know, there really was no time to like, you know, feel, you know, happy for yourself. It's just, you know, we maybe had two or three days of practice and then a travel day and a practice there. And, you know, I think when I look back at those four games, you know, that Minnesota team, like that was the game. If we were to lose a game, it'd be that one. Um, you know, those guys were, were just so good. And, you know, we, we were confident, but getting past them sort of like, all right, like no one's going to beat us sort of thing. So that, like, that was a huge moment beating Minnesota. I remember, um, this is just a little antidote, but I remember it was third period tie game. It's Mikey Riley, who he's in the NHL somewhere, a good friend of mine. I'm not sure where he is. He bounced around a little bit, maybe Montreal last time I knew. Um, and then Seth Hegelson, who somewhere professionally, whatever, they're D pairs. I'll never forget like the same shift. I blocked both of those guys, one-timers at the point. One hit my right knee right above my shin pad. One hit my left knee right above the shin pad. So we're going into overtime, and it's intermission. I'm like, man, like, I cannot – like, if I sat, I wouldn't be able to get back up. So I'm just, like, pacing around. I'm like, like, guys, like, this game has to end as soon as possible. As long (laughs) as this goes, like, my knee's, like, I'm I'm done. So, you know, I'm walking out the tunnel, and I'm even, like, a little late to the bench – fucking or sorry i don't even know if i can swear but believe it or not we we scored nine seconds in overtime no hey <laughs> which was just like i'm just like oh my thank god because i don't know if i could skate but um so we beat minnesota overtime you know well, the next what day the, what's the celly like there dude because like i've won some beer league games in overtime but nothing of that magnitude like it's, it's got yeah. chaos in the pile right like holy shit yeah that we actually won the the frozen for semi in overtime that one was a a good a good selly but um so then we come back we played north dakota who you know i'm trying to think of that team they had the rocco grimaldi danny cristo uh, oh yeah okay yep I, I, uh, you know corbin knight was a hobie finalist danny cristo man were great mcmillan i'm I know Crystal a little bit, so I don't know if you guys know him at all. I've, I've spent, you know, a couple of summers in Minnesota with him. He's an awesome guy, awesome college career. So we beat them. We're down one nothing going the third period, and you know, this is another like that whole run. We just, we, you know, we look over at each other, and it's like there's no way these guys are beating us. And it's crazy looking back at just like the like it's not cockiness. It's just like you know, like sure it's one nothing those guys, but like I mean, there's just no way. And sure enough, we we score four in the third. So we beat North Dakota 4-1. And, man, like, my favorite part of the whole thing was, you know, we hop on a plane. The NCAA gives you planes and all that. So we leave Grand Rapids maybe like 4 o'clock because that was another afternoon game. And we get back to New Haven and the hockey house was already going. You know, like, we didn't (laughs) even – we were late to it, which was just like a crazy – it's just a crazy thing to walk into. Like there's our hockey house and there everyone's having at it and we're not even there yet. It was just a like that was that night was as good as a as a party as the night of because you know, we have that week off you have a bye week in between yeah. 
regionals in the frozen four. So, you know, the staff, I mean, obviously, you know, boy, you know, enjoy it guys. You know, it's, yeah. it's nothing to, you know, go to bed and act like, you know, you can't just have a little, have a night. So, so the regional was unbelievable. Obviously, I mean, Minnesota, North Dakota, I mean, you know, it's a who's who, but uh, once we beat Minnesota, you know, it was at least, you know, I, you can obviously just speak for myself, but you know, you ask everyone in the lineup, you know, there was just, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to lose and it, and it, you know, that, that semifinal, we beat UMass Lowell in overtime. And I, I remember that game, it was two, nothing us totally controlling the play and they scored two goals and maybe like 15 seconds out of oh, nowhere to tie it. Oh no. So, and this is another moment. Like this is the one I'll never forget. I like remember turning to my line mate, Josh Balsh, a senior that moment. And I'm just like, I remember just like him just sort of like kind of laughing at it. Like, like, look at these guys. It's just like, look at these guys. Like, you know, obviously their bench is going bananas, but it's like, you know, you guys have like five shots in that or whatever it was. So, um, you know, we got through that. That game ends up going overtime, and our captain scored a nice little break, like a, like a little mini bait breakaway, slid it through Hellebuck's five hole. That was a good selly. Leadership. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the national championship game, you know, Quinnipiac. I'm not sure how much you guys know about, you know, like they're eight miles from our campus, right? So, like, oh, oh I didn't you know. know. I, Holy shit, rivalry night for the nat- national championship. Right. Like, you know, like that school is like in the suburbs, right? And we're downtown, you know, very general explanation. So, like, the whole Quinnipiac, like, campus, like, buses to New Haven to go out. Like, they you go to our bars. So, Saturday night, like, in New Haven, you know, there's a lot of Quinnipiac people around. And, like, that's not a bad – it's not like we didn't like them or anything. It's just, like, this is a game that you just cannot lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's very much like Duke, North Carolina, like, same sort of distance, but obviously not to that extreme. But, you know, they beat us three times that year. They're the number one team in the country the whole year. Um, you know, I bet they had less than five losses. You know, just a crazy, crazy year for those guys. And we beat them 4 nothing which was spanky, you know, yeah, it was four nothing with seven minutes left in the clock. And I was just like, what are we doing? You know, like, let's get this, let's go. You know, I, I like the, sh- the shifts were like five seconds. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> like everyone's just like going out and, you know, by the time coach even says who's next, the guy's already changing. Like, let's just get this over with. But yeah. Unbe- obviously unbelievable. And, you know, I'm talking too much as you can probably tell, like, Oh, it's dude, an unbelievable. T- I don't really get to talk about it. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, Obviously, I think about it every day, but it's just cool to kind of look, you know, talk about it and for sure. uh, just go through those little moments. But yeah, man, like going to the hockey house after we won the regional, like I'll never forget walking and being like, holy, like it's already going. Like I just walking down the street, I can see it now. So like what happens after you win the national championship? Because I remember when Union won, I don't think anybody went to class because like we're, we're not that far <laughs> away from Union College. And it was like, yeah, that's a joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, like my, my best friend was Sam Cota, who won it with Union. I was so fired up for those guys. Like that is an they are an unbelievable team that easily could have won it our year. You know, they were yeah. unbelievable. Um, so but, you know, just and I was so happy for a league to go back to back Union. They're unbelievable guys. But um, so what happens after you win it all? Well, I mean, you know, my GPA that that spring semester <laughs> you know is 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 yeah it, it's under two probably i don't know but um you know honestly what we did is the whole you know everyone was just you know the first thing we did you know we get back and it's master sunday i don't know i just remember that you know this is stuff you just remember right we get back yeah. it's master sunday and we just you know we grill out 
in the middle of like this huge quad. We call it old campus, you know, and, you know, next thing you know, it's Monday. And now guess what we do? We just go and grill out in old campus. And <laughs> I remember it was like, it was like a Tuesday and like the security, like, you know, campus police come by and we're like, oh shit, like they're gonna break us up. You know, it's like, like it's like Tuesday at 11 a.m. Like go to class guys. <laughs> and they just like come by us and like, man, like congrats, like enjoy it. Or it was just like, that's unreal. It was a green, I mean, it was a green light, you know, and yeah. we weren't, we weren't crazy guys, you know, like we obviously like, you know, you know where you are and take, you know, don't take advantage of it. But I mean, it was, it was a green light and they were, uh, they were great for us, man. And it was, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. And again, like winning something at that school, right. Is, um, you know, not a lot of people like, you know, do something for the first time, you know? So it was, uh, it was special. Now, do you, uh, do you go back often and catch any more games or like, like what's that life after being a D1 athlete? Yeah. I, I mean, I try to go back at least once a year, you know, we had a, you know, our five year what was that 2018. So I went back for that. Obviously, you know, I had my five year reunion coming up in the summer, which is a huge deal there, but obviously that's canceled. Yeah. But I mean, so those are my, those are my best friends. You know, if I go anywhere, it's with those guys. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I try and go back at least once a year. If it's not in New Haven, you know, I, all those guys are mainly in New York. So um, go visit everyone in the city or, you know, last year was a huge wedding summer for all the guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're together and a lot, you know, three, four times a year at, you know, some cool place. No, I mean, that's that's awesome. So let's transition in, into uh, Puck Knob. So, like, how did that get started? Yeah, so Puck Knob is a um, is another just, like, interesting – just sort of story that, um, sorry, just, you know, so I was working in finance for a while, not a while, but, um, you know, I, I think I realized that, you know, this wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, so I left finance right about in August of last year. And it just so happened that, you know, the, the guy that founded Kakanov, which his name is Brandon, unbelievable guy locally in Buffalo, we had played a lot of pickup hockey together and, you know, he knew a little bit about me and, you know, he started puck knob a couple of years back, you know, just, um, as just a hobby and something that he wanted to really do. Thank you. And, you know, he owns a mechanical business. So, you know, it's tough to, you know, say, Hey, like, I'm just going to put that aside and now just go with this. Right? right. So he, you know, patented the product, uh, and then kind of put it on the shelf for a little bit. And, it's just crazy timing that he reached out to me, um, you know, right after I had kind of left finance and I was at that moment pretty, pretty prepared to, uh, you know, just, you know, coach a ton of hockey, run a lot of camps, just, you know, it's what I'm best at. And, you know, yeah. Buffalo is a beautiful city for it. Um, so I made that decision and, and, you know, two weeks later, um, you know, Brandon, you know, gets a touch and, and, you know, I sit down with him and he talks about, you know, you know, we need you know, to take this to market. And, you know, obviously, you know, he had, you know, there's things going on and I'm like, yeah, man, like I love the product, you know, obviously, you know, can leverage the network to a certain extent. Um, and joined, uh, Brandon and, and the team, right. Uh, right in the beginning of September. So, um, you know, the, the first couple of months was kind of dialing in the production a little bit. Um, and we built out our own sort of HQ, um, and, and just some sort of learning pains in terms of what's the best sort of way for our like supply chain to work. You know, are we outsourcing the pucks? Are we designing the pucks ourselves? You know, what, what, what is the best way to do this? And, you know, after a month or so, 
you know, we realized it'd be it for this world that we live in right now, right? Everyone expects the best, you know, they expect custom, they expect it, you know, in a quick way that, you know, printing our own pucks is just the best thing for us moving forward, right? We have the ability to see an idea and execute an idea. So we, towards the end of uh, 2019, we bought uh, a UV ink printer that really sort of, you know, gave us a way to ex- not expand, but to, to send pucks out to people to, you know, do quick turnarounds and not have to say, yeah, let me see when I can get those back from a different printer. So long story short, by end of 2019, very confident with, you know, the sort of production where we're at and, and, and then going from there and, and really sort of getting out in front of the people and letting people know we exist. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's the hardest part of anything, you know, and, and you know, the, the feedback's awesome, but really, you know, we need to get out there. Um, so, you know, now turn the page 2020, you know, for the, for the first two months, I mean, we were, you know, at a tournament pretty much every weekend. We were either locally or on Buffalo or traveling, you know, to Erie or, you know, up to Canada or whatever, and just getting in front of people, um, you know, youth tournaments, uh, a little bit older tournaments, and just all sort of different groups to see, you know, is it the parents who like it the most? Is it the kids who like, you know, so sort of getting yeah. in front of them, having them feel it. Because again, like having it on a door and having people turn it is that's the moment where they're like, oh, right. Whether if they see it online, sure. But really like having it in front of you to turn and sort of see the ease and the ease and to see really how cool it looks in the puck. um, That's where we really sort of got a lot of encouragement, getting out in front of people. And then we ended up being at the Minnesota State Hockey Tournament at the Let's Play Hockey Fair, you know, which I know you guys have talked to a lot of people about. It was just an unbelievable experience, man. Like, you know, I obviously like knew a ton of Minnesota guys playing juniors college. And that's all you hear about is the state tournament. You know, it almost sort of makes you jealous to a certain certain point. You know, like I wish New York State would have something like that because jealously as a high school player to to be able to do stuff like that. And, you know, I played at like a local prep school, but, you know, it's not like a Minnesota where literally that is the system from, you know, seventh grade on, right? Like, right. Like that's their junior program. It is their, like, yeah. Like you, if you're Kyle Rao and you're great, you're going to win a state title, then go to juniors. Right. And that's, and that, like, that's Kyle Rao. So there's no one, you know, that Mr. Hockey is staying the whole way and then going to play juniors. Like I was in Sioux Falls when Kyle Rao, you know, was Mr. Hockey, won the state title, and there he was the next day in Sioux Falls. So it's just like a commitment to the Minnesota state hockey tournament. That is just no one else, you know, does anything like that. And, you know, let alone 17,000, 18,000 people at a game, (coughs) excuse me. They're more committed to the high school hockey than they are the wild. Oh my God. I mean, the Gophers are more than the wild. Yeah. I mean, like St. Cloud state might pull more than the wild, but, um, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's too bad that the world sort of stopped. Like, I like, you know, that was, so that was the beginning of March, and I remember driving home, my brother and I, we drove all the way to Minnesota because we, t- we took a ton of product with us. We had, a, we had a state of hockey one that really went well, sold well. And then we had some of the teams that were actually there at the tournament as well. So we drove Buffalo and Minnesota. Like I said, we love cruising, so it was nothing. Um, and, you know, I mean, we got in front of 40,000 people, you know, or 30,000 people. Yeah. And, and it was just an amazing, you know, and, and not only just getting in front of the people, people but to get in front of and i know you guys have talked to a lot of small businesses within our little ethos but to talk to other startups or hockey companies to just to hear not only their thoughts on the product but 
what sort of roadmap did they do? Like what worked the best for them? Um, So from that perspective, you know, Minnesota is something we won't miss. Um, And again, it's just an, it's just amazing to see people walk by our booth. You know, at this point we, we made a mini door. So our booth had a mini door on it. It It's probably coronavirus central looking back, but you know, people were, uh, you know, there's probably 25,000 people or 20,000, whatever the number is that came through, you know, we sold a, a good amount of what we had with us and, um, you know, I'm just waiting to see when the next time we can go do something like that is, you know, it's too bad, but, um, you know, like long-term in terms of, you know, what puck knob, you know, obviously like getting licensing and, and being able to, you know, be in NHL arenas is, is obviously a goal of ours and, you know, but that takes work that takes proof. Um, so, you know, that's something down the line. We had, we've had great contacts with actually the fighting Sioux, North Dakota, I guess the fighting Hawks now, I hope they don't, they're not listening, but, um, I think we're, we're going to be at the, the store there at the Ralph Inglestad arena in Grand Forks, which would, you know, obviously is, you know, Alabama of, of college yeah. hockey. So, you know, fingers crossed that's there whenever the next North Dakota hockey season is. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's what I'm excited for is, is, is to get back out on the road and be somewhere every weekend. You know, I, I like, we had like 10 weeks in a row where we were out there and now it's, you know, they turned the faucet off essentially, but, um, you know, soon enough, you know, we definitely want to want to be better at social media and, you know, it's something that I'm, I, I, I need to embrace a little bit more and, and find something to post. And, you know, I, I, you know, sitting down with you guys right now, I love doing this and speaking about it because, you know, talking with hockey guys, it's sort of just, we're bouncing off each other. Right. And I think I need yeah. to, or we as a company just need to be a little bit better in terms of like being a little creative on the social side, but you know, you know, that, that helps to a certain extent, but the product's gotta be right. We gotta be out there. And when the world's normal, we'll, we're going to get back on the grind, but you know, in a couple of weeks, hopefully we're going to announce, you know, some sort of uh, community, you know, raise money and maybe buy ice locally for guys or if kids, you know, need equipment. So, you know, we're putting together some designs to release here next week or the week after and you know you know be able to donate some money to to kids who haven't been able to skate for a while so whenever rinks are open maybe we can we can buy some ice or just do something man because I, I can't imagine being you know a 16 year old and i coach right so i coach locally too and you know even i'm itching to get out there but i can't imagine you know a 16 year old for example who is trying to get their game the next level you know not having ice time right now is you know i sympathize for that because it's such a hard it's such a hard thing to do and and when you know when time is is the most valuable resource and you know ice time isn't there it's tough so whatever we can do and when the world's normal and, and getting kids back on the ice so you know look for that you know next week or the week after and sort of trying to put some sort of campaign together to give back because you know at this moment here, you know, it's got to be something more than just selling a product, I think, you know, and, and that's sort of our stance. We don't want to be, you know, bye, 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 bye. We want to, you know, be able to sort of, you know, help others at this time. You know, there's going to be down the line time to just focus on, you know, shoving, you know, puck knobs to people. But I think right now, and you see with other brands, you know, I, I think it's a fine line. A lot of people are doing it'd be interesting to see or hear from you guys about what other, you know, hockey companies have been doing. But um, and, and that's just my, my perspective. I, you know, I feel if you could come to the market with something, yeah, the product's great, but this is what we're going to do for other people at this time. I think that that's what you need to do. I, I you know, I, I'm not for the, 
kind of shoving product right now. But so yeah. coming up with creative creative ways like that, and you know, and I'll share that with you guys when it's out, and hope you can blast that out. But um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, the product long term. Again, I think licensing. You know, getting it out to to different teams, whether it be junior teams. You know, end of the year gifts. You know, locally. You know, there's there's not going to be many banquets this year, so you know, maybe we can, we can get out to some teams and, you know, kind of end of the year gifts or beginning of the year gifts, coaches gifts, you know, it really is a blank canvas that puck and we're able to print anything on there. So, you know, the customization for the, for the customer is, is really just how we do anything now, right? We're, we're building it, we're printing it our own. So um, whether it's just simple text or a team logo, it's no different for us. Yeah. Yeah, and Anthony, I, I know uh, I mentioned you, I'm familiar with the printing and the coolest part about like what you're doing now is it's not really, long are the days, I guess, of the um, like screen printing on pucks, the pucks that we yeah, grew yeah. up with. These pucks are legit. The definition in the logos are insane. Um, and the ability of you guys now that you have your own printer to print custom one-offs for teams and um, you can... I'll, I'll attest to it. The, the printers can print phenomenal and uh, literally anything you want, even photos. Um, so, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I, we've, we've been doing some action shots. I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but that's a whole other option. You know, people come to our website. If you have a great JPEG or any sort of action shot that, you know, that you've bought from, you know, a photographer at a tournament or you've taken yourself, you know, those print really well. Um, you know, an action shot on a shot, you know, with, you know, we can add some text over it, but, you know, I, I did some Jack Eichel ones for an example, and it just, it prints really well. Um, and that was something that, you know, we were interested in before we got the printer, because we think that's a whole nother space where, you know, you already see these photographers at a lot of hockey tournaments, right? So, you know, those photos exist. People have the photos of their, their son, their daughter, you know, uh, you know, from a tournament. So, you know, having the ability for them to come to our website, upload the image, you know, and it's just shows up to us and it's a pretty quick turnaround. So, you know, don't sleep on the action shot. Like you said, it really does print at a, at a level that, you know, the first time that we saw, it was like, wow, you know, like this is something that, you know, kind of blew us away that, you, you know, it prints a photo so well on a black puck, right? It's very hard to print on anything black um, you know, it takes a lot of white ink, um, but the printer itself, you know, it, it, it's, it's meant for difficult things. You know, it's a UV ink. So the ink is laid down and the UV light instantly cures it. So, you know, printing on a black rubber puck, not that simple, but, you know, thankfully we found the right piece of machinery to, to make it a really simple process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I was telling Jimmy, like, it seems like there's a there's a good bar that we go to here in Saratoga that's like a hockey bar. It seems like just such an opportunity yep. for the bathrooms or any knob at yep. any hockey bar. You could even have them switch it out with the local beers on tap and it's different stuff like that. The possibilities are really endless there. Totally. There's a bar, you know, in Buffalo, New York, Fatty Beer Company. He was a, a former coach of mine, a former Sabre scout, just a hockey bar, if you will. Like you said, all the bartenders are hockey guys. And, you know, just like you said, two of their doors have it on there. And, you know, I, I get some people reaching out. But again, like I said, it's a blank canvas. So whether it's a bar, whether it's your man cave, your garage, you know, your eight-year-old daughter's room, you know, you can do a unicorn, you can do the Rolling Stones tongue. I mean, it literally, 
you know, whatever your hobby or fandom lies, you know, we could print it on a hockey puck and it, it, it turns better than a doorknob. Um, yeah. yeah it, like I said, it, it's just, otherwise we'd be, you know, going out to people hoping that they're going to screen print and it'll turn around in a week. And now, you know, it takes us a week to get pucks out and it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, that's not how you scale something. So, you know, an investment worth the cause. And, you know, we hope that, you know, we can get it going here into the second half of 2020 when hockey gets back and, and to sort of keep building on that and, you know, get back the momentum we had in Minnesota. For sure. Yeah. And there's something just aesthetically pleasing about turning a, a hockey knob. I'm sure as you guys have found out that us hockey players just love, love it's, it, it's, it's yeah. actually crazy. Like people's infatuations with hockey puck, like yeah. that minutes, it's just the kids, even parents, just something about seeing a logo that is special to you on a puck. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, like you said, I, and then especially when it's, you know, in, a, in your house or on your son's door, your daughter's door, it's just, it, it just turns eyeballs. And uh, you guys got to send me your address and, and I'd love to send you guys, you know, some for you guys, just so you can kind of see it for yourself. Awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. So guys, if you get a chance, go head over to pucknob.com. I mean, you can fully customize whatever you want. They have sweet logos. If, if you don't really know what to get, they have Minnesota stuff. I mean, it's top-notch stuff, so definitely be sure to check that out. Uh, BizDev, do you have anything else? Every door deserves a puck knob. There you go. Hey, that's what I think, but, you know, biased, obviously. It's it's such a good idea, dude. Hey, it's on my door. I got a nice little Yale hockey one on my door, and I'm turning 29 next month. So, So, Anthony, thanks for hopping on again, guys. Check it out, pucknob.com. Uh, we appreciate you uh, hopping on, man. And I, I can't wait to check it out and just start, you know, sharing it everywhere. They're sweet. Yeah, guys. No, I appreciate it. And it's always good to to talk hockey and puck not, especially in these times, you know, it felt good to just to get in the nest and, and talk some hockey. But hopefully, you know, the world's back to normal. Hockey's back. And, you know, I'd love to get on with you guys, you know, sometime in the fall or whenever we're back to normal here. But I appreciate 100%. it. Yeah. 100%. Actually, we'll we'll be at the uh, the eleven day power play if that goes on. Oh, cool! Yeah, no, I'm playing, so we'll have to. We'll yeah. give me uh, give me a shout afterward. I'll let you know what my slot is. I think it's actually a pretty good like prime time slot. But if you guys are in Buffalo, like love to grab a beer. We could even go to that fatty place right here. But uh, for sure, man, if you guys are here for eleven day, yeah, hit me up and we'll definitely get together and send me your address. We'll get you a puck knob and yeah, cool. fingers crossed the world uh, can stay healthy and you know we get. At least maybe maybe play for a Stanley Cup this year. Who knows? But um, yeah, no kidding. Well, that will definitely get you back on. And again, guys, that's pucknob.com. Anthony, thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, yeah, thanks, boys. Later. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. 
flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain That's right, ho, not D.O.C. But similar to them letters, no one could do it better I check cheddar like a food inspector My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast So that's what I'ma do, take you back to the dude with the Lexus Fast forward the jewels and the necklace Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect us Shoot at you actors like movie directors <laughs> Say the movie, dogs. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. Didn't I come here to impress you? Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm...